Yeah, so I've I've kind of done like 15 things at the same time. This is a very Ian thing to do, right? Mm-hmm. Like, What's the uh, Ian thing to do? Too many notes. I always think of Amadeus, uh, which I know you haven't seen yet, but um, no, the uh, Mozart has just yeah, shown, Mozart. yeah, has just shown his new piece to the his patron, and the guy asks for feedback, and the guy says, uh, "Well, uh, too many notes. Just cut a few, and they'll be perfect." And you're telling Mozart to do that, which <laughs> I, I think is hilarious. I love that bit. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. Uh, so in the past two months. Uh, the last video I did was Reprise, which is an yes. incredibly important video to me. Uh, and it was a great video. And then started the body. Mm-hmm. And then did this little thing where I got married to... You you did. <laughs> married to the love of your, your life. <laughs> Lonnie, uh, Ms. Mrs. Ms. I, I, I forgot. She said she doesn't want to be Mrs. Rich. That's her mother. We're we're not doing the name change thing. Are you? Uh, are, are you Mr. Rich? I was. I I said I would. It's just like <laughs> really. Yeah. What the yeah. hell do I care? Yeah. The thing is, the whole uh, name changing thing is just dumb. It's outdated, it's, it's a really it's an antiquated con- construct. Yeah. I, is, like I can um, see a reason if you're gonna have kids or yeah. uh, stuff like that, I, but otherwise, there's just I, not really a point. Yeah, I'd be like Mr. Rich. Hell yeah. Mr. Martin's Ian, boring. It, Ian Rich sounds Ian pretty Rich. great. <laughs> Rich <laughs> is just the kind of last name that goes with everything. Like, um, my sister just had a baby, um, like like last week, actually. Uh, and the the baby's father's last name is Reed, so her name is Celeste Reed. And we figured out that Reed as a last name goes with everything. Yeah, that's a good everything. one. Yeah. But there was that. And then in the midst of the run-up to the wedding, like one of the most significant events of my life mm-hmm. that I'm going to remember for as long as I live, I'm supposed to be writing and working on the body. And <laughs> <laughs> talk about like what spinach, spinach and, and a milkshake combined yeah, together, you know, it's, talk it's about two like... things that don't go together. Yeah, it's like mixing oil and water. Just not yeah, work. and there's layers. Uh, there's layers of things to be terrified about. Both of those individually, mm-hmm. and then you like, sure. you know, uh, the body is an episode I've been thinking about writing since I watched it for the first time, and I'm still struggling with. It is deeply depressing, and the way that I write is just like deeply. emotionally expose myself to this thing yeah, yeah. constantly. You dive in headfirst. Yeah, and it's hours and hours and hours and hours of sitting with the the material. On the other hand, mommy, <laughs> I'm wanting to write my vows, and that's mm-hmm. some of the most high pressure writing that I've ever been like. You know, and and in the case of both, it's funny. Like the 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 thing that you're looking for, the the pressure, the fear of failure you you have is not finding the perfect words. I'm sure every groom, every bride in yeah, history yeah. that that wrote their own vows was faced with like, well, what do I say? Like, how do I express the the thing? And most people aren't writers, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, what do you do, and how do you do it? But even if you are a writer, like I, uh, yeah, I, I and I wouldn't call yeah. myself a writer, but writing's part of what I do. 
It's like, well, how do I, what is like, what is there to say about this thing that is one of the most important things that has ever happened to me? You know, mm -hmm. that's a lot of pressure, Jack. <laughs> it is. Ian. Yeah. It so is. what has, what has ended up happening? And then I decided to start uh, working out really hard uh, and intermittent fasting. And, oh, and the intermittent fasting, that's a bitch. That's sort of lesser down the tier. But uh, mm. I just hit a point, I, it was about a week or two before the wedding, where I was like, this is a family show. F it. <laughs> uh, I, I cannot combine these two. I do, I, I, and I don't want to. The thing is, like, every single video that exists on the channel, I essentially have no memory of writing it or of making it, you know? Um, it just exists, like... I know I did it. I vaguely remember putting the words together, but there, but the the act of the work is not a specific memory, right? And I know when the body is done and up on the channel, I'm not going to remember writing it. But I will remember the week running up to my wedding, right? Mm -hmm. And I will remember that time with her, and I will remember the honeymoon. And I just didn't want to mix despair and sadness and tragedy into this so i just did something that's very unusual for me i full stopped and just stopped and i was like all right i'm just you know um spending we're spending this time together and so forth and then we went on the honeymoon afterwards and and now i'm back and faced with the normal writing challenges of <laughs> it's just writing the body to, which would already yeah. be one of the most challenging by the way hi everyone uh, welcome usual. to the podcast of the nerds i'm ian and my name is Jack. Uh, uh, we'll get to the discussion a little bit today. We, we have some setting up to do with uh, mm -hmm. today's discussion. We were going to talk about something else, but just to wrap up, I am working on the body now. I've had to mm -hmm. ADD sequester myself so that blockers turn on on the computer and I can't access anything except my script. And then I put on my VR headset so that I'm sitting in a black void with nothing but the page because there's i have such a case of the i don't want us because who wants to spend yeah. all their time feeling sad right i mean um, i've heard yeah, from no. many fans that the body derails rewatches you know oh, really wow yeah okay. yeah like uh you I'm... just feel that when you do a rewatch you feel that episode coming you feel that episode coming i don't know for me Excuse me. Um, I don't That's know. Okay. I have a thing. I have a thing for melancholy. I don't know, man. Like I, it's yeah, not but it's fun. It, but at the it's, same time, I like to be hurt. I don't know. It, I'm. A, it's different. Am I a masochist? <laughs> it's different. Like it's not wild at heart. Mm. I love you and I are the same. I love the yeah. pain of wild at heart. I love the pain of becoming mm. part two. Yeah, I do actually, not relish going through the body again. It's something I do. No. The body feels like a smack in the face. It's like right. getting hit by a freight train. It's yeah, especially that the silence is terrifying to me. The, the, si body. the silence is deafening in the body. Um, mm. uh, yeah, yeah. There's a bunch to talk about in the the video itself, but um, yeah. Anyway, today on the podcast, uh, we were going to talk about what what was the show that we picked at the end it, of the last. Time? It was. It was a show called Yellow Jackets, which I have seen uh, the first season of. I believe there's only uh, one season so far, but I think they're doing another. It is a good show, and I really like it. Um, I don't know how much you would like it, Ian, because there's a lot of 
I don't know. It's not a horror per se, but there's a lot of unpleasant yeah. stuff in it. And at the end of the day, I felt that it just wouldn't have been a good choice for what we do here um, as, as yeah. much as I do enjoy it. So one of the reasons why there's been a huge gap between uh, that podcast and <laughs> this one. It's like two two months now, right? In addition to the, the goings on in my, my life that I was just uh, talking about, is we re-rolled what we were going to talk about mm-hmm. and landed on Buffy season eight. Yes. Yes. Which, something that's... We've, we've been entrenched in the Buffy fandom for a long time now, and it's something that we always get asked, and we finally did it, and we're finally going to talk talk about it. Yeah, this is year eight, or I just finished year eight of the channel, and for eight years, people have been asking me, have you read the comics? Have you read the comics? Mm. And I have yeah, I get it mostly, uh, with an, an asterisk here or there, said no. And I have taken a couple of runs at the comics, uh, but we decided if it landed on the podcast list that we were going to uh, get into and yeah. discuss it. So I started reading. Um, I started reading after the fall, but I just couldn't get into it. This was a yeah. Ago. I've taken a couple of runs. I own the big and uh, like library anthology versions of the comics. They're beautiful. Uh, the first mm-hmm. three or four. Um, I've taken a couple of runs and always get derailed. And thought we would get through it. And then it, it, Jack and I were a little less successful at just banging through the comics than we thought we were going to. And time sort of stretched yeah. on. And here we are. And, and for accountability's sake, it ended up being me towards the end there. It was dragging <laughs> my feet a little harder than Ian was. Ian, you finished quite some time ago now. I, I, I finished yesterday. <laughs> Jack, if I had a dollar for every time I've heard that. Be a, I'd be a rich, rich man. Hey, what's that supposed to mean, huh? No, I mean, no, that's no. fair, I guess. No, no, Ian, you finished quite some time ago. Anyway, uh... <laughs> oh, I get it. Now that's what she said. Uh, there, you there you go. Uh, so yeah. we're going to be talking Buffy Season 8. I'll, we'll sort of explain the ins and outs of that discussion later. And then um, after that, we have a setup. We, we want to set something up with you. Uh, yes. A new fe- section. Um, I missed the readings, but they didn't yeah. really fit in what we do. So yeah, yeah. So we were kind of strategizing. We came up with something new, and uh, we're going to talk about that in the third section before we say goodbye. Um, and I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be fun. Uh, but Jack, what have you been watching for the past couple of weeks? It. I my whole entertainment life, shall we say, is being entirely consumed by Supernatural. I finally <laughs> did it. I finally did it. Um, Supernatural. I started watching season one a few ye- years back, but I gave up because I I really didn't like it. But then, yeah. after after a million recommendations by a million people, I gave another shot. Ian. You in particular, you encouraged me well, to stick through it um, and get through seasons. Because I think that you and I had a very similar experience of the first season. I think I made a run at mm. Supernatural and uh, bounced off of it halfway mm. through season one and then came back to it and tried again and got yeah. through it and got more. It, we've had a very parallel yeah. experience. Uh, so why did you yeah. bounce off of season one? What, was, what, were, what were your issues with season one? 
I... Okay, supernatural stands don't come for me, okay? Please, don't come for me, but I don't particularly <laughs> like Sam and Dean. I don't... I yeah. don't particularly like them. Yeah. Um, Jensen and Jared, they're great. Don't don't get me wrong. It's the way the char- characters are written that I don't yeah. like. And well, season one I, specifically, I think they morph yeah, into same, different characters. I, I kind of like them now, and yeah. and and it's funny. I, I started off hay- hating Dean, but now he's he's my favorite of the two so so far. Um, I'm ha- halfway through se- seasons and five, by by the way. But um, so that's the big. I end. was, yeah. Um. Is it season five? Or season? No, 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 season six. Season. Six. Are you uh, are you on the Levi- the Leviathan season or the uh, Angels so versus last Demons season, season? Last season ended with um, Sam jumping into the hole with Satan, and then okay, yeah, that's season- so you're on season six. Season six, yeah. Um, Which is the worst season in the series? The- the arc is dragging. Like they haven't even brought up the Leviathans yet. I'm like ha- halfway through. I don't know. It's very strange. Yeah, um, it's terrible. Anyway, so yeah, Ian, you recommended that I skip the first season, and we all know I can't do that if yeah. I haven't seen it. I I just cannot do that. And look, I still didn't like season one, but there are a few fun monster of the week type ep- episodes that I don't mind. But the whole time. I was begging for more characters to build an ensemble, but season one is just Sam and Dean, pretty much. Yeah. Just Sam and Dean. Well, and, Dad, and then, Dad would want us to. Dad wants yeah. to do. Dad, Dad. He, he's barely there, and I felt like every time they would bring in a new character, I liked. They'd kill them off, and I'm like, "What the hell? Please, just <laughs> give me more." Yeah, but supernatural, um, like Star Wars, no one ever really dies. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it starts to sap yeah. the the stakes as it goes on. It yeah, it it, it does definitely. And well, well, I'll I'll get in into that. But hang hang on. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I hated Dean, the tough guy, and I preferred Sam. But however, I prefer Dean now. I think is a much more in- interesting character. And Sam's kind of whiny. <laughs> I don't know. I, I again, I love the two actors. They are both great. Um, and they are beautiful, yeah, I, beautiful men. Beautiful, beautiful men, and de- decent actors. They are. They're, they're they're not terrible actors. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's I like every other character in the ensemble more than Sam and Dean. I love Castiel. I love Bobby. Uh, Ruby. Ruby w- w- was great, and I do actually like how. Some of the angel slash demon cat characters are recast once their vessel is killed. It gets a bit over over the top, but I just think it's a really interesting tool. Um, mm-hmm. But in saying that, I really liked the first actor they cast as Ruby, but I didn't like the the following one as much. Um, I felt similar. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It's my experience of it was it's a uh, it's a it's a good popcorn show, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it mm-hmm. just more and more, I it, and it becomes incredibly bingeable. Um, and I don't know what the I'm, I'm I've been trying to get through the wire for months and months oh, okay. and months and months. And the weird, I'm having the weirdest experience with that show. I've never had this happen with any other show. I go weeks mm-hmm. between watching an episode, 
And oh, then okay. I'm I'm nearly to the end of season one. And then I watch another mm-hmm. episode and it's like I haven't missed anything. I know exactly where <laughs> we are. I know who these people are. I understand. And then, you know, I watch one and The Wire is very slow. That my The experience of the first season is that it's very slow. Slow burn. That's not a criticism. Just a, okay. uh, the way the fiction is. And then, but so I don't find the wire super bingeable so far. Um, and I'm not sure yeah. what the supernatural man. I shot yeah, supernatural, through. You can fly through it. Four. Yeah, I I watch a minimum of two episodes a day. But sometimes, if I'm bored and feeling tired, I'll get into to bed and I'll watch four or five. Yeah, and, just and crank through them. Yeah. Um. And look, overall, the show is great, but it's not fantastic or amazing. It's hard to put into words, really. And um, I'll I'll definitely finish it, and I want to finish it, and I'm looking forward to to getting through it. But it feels um, it it falls short in in some ways. It's like for me, when I watch a show or or a movie, I imagine there's like a certain line, like a finish line of sorts, and then it has to cross. For me to really fall in love, love with it, and in some ways, look, I, I, I do have some love for su- supernatural, but but it's not buff Buffy love. It's not no. mid- midnight mass love. Um, and the biggest issue for me is that the payoffs aren't super satisfying. And again, it's hard to put into words because they're not exactly unsatisfying. I just wish they did more. Yeah, it's a fun ride, but you sometimes get the sense that they don't always know where they're going. And then the climaxes feel sort of unplanned for and kind of just sort of okay. Right, 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 right. And and there are these great moments that seem like they're building towards something really, really great. But then we get to a climax or a payoff and it just kind of fizzles rather, rather than bangs and... Like you said, like you touched on it just then, that there's not a lot of stakes because some yeah. someone dies, you know they're coming back, and like they don't even try to hide the fact. Like Dean uh, dies at the end of what season two, and then he's immediately back, like literally the start of the first, yeah. uh, the next se- season. He he's back. There's there's no question. We have the same same thing with Sam. Um, I guess also spoilers. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, there's 14 yeah. seasons or whatever it is, so. That's also why I don't want to like drag my feet and like leave it for a while because there's just so much to get through. Um, yeah, supernatural more than see the, the thing that I always felt with Buffy is that because Buffy and and it's just a simple comparison because we're all steeped in uh, mm-hmm. Buffy. Buffy's theme driven. I think that that adds substance to it. Um, Mm-hmm. There, you can have problems where the theme leads the story, um, or where characters are symbols rather than characters. Um, mm-hmm. But by and large, I think that theme helps create intent for the story, and right, yeah. um, um, and I think that Whedon came in kind of with an idea in mind of where this was going to end up over the course mm-hmm. of the season, even though there are many steps along the way that where you know maybe a piece had to be moved or whatever uh it may actually be and supernatural lacks some of that substance but but the thing is i i i feel bad even criticizing it because it doesn't it knows what it is it doesn't exactly try that's to be thing. anything more than entertaining and, and it's very entertaining. and do you know what i think part of my problem here is that 
I just need to stop comparing everything to freaking Buffy. Like, yeah. It's, that's, yeah. And that that's a problem I, I think I'm always going to have. That, that may have been one of the times I bounced off it was initially when I started doing this and fans would recommend me uh, I, yeah. shows to watch. I would yeah. say, oh, have you seen Supernatural? And like yep. the same thing happened with Veronica Mars. I watched the uh, a, a half season of Veronica Mars. And I was like, well, this isn't Buffy. Watched a half season of Supernatural. I was like, well, this isn't Buffy. Nothing is Buffy. That's kind of what makes Buffy Buffy. It's like super unique. Um, uh, Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's tropey and 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 mm. trades on stereotypes. Yeah. But cooks up something that is unique. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And Supernatural is schlocky, and I don't think schlock is necessarily a bad thing. No. it's fun. It's very pop popcorny, as you said, and it's it's pretty easy easy to watch. And as as a horror fan, I love that it takes its horror pretty seriously. Um, oh, it's very graphic. And I love. TV. I I love the lore. Um, I'm a big sucker. I, I I have no idea why, but even though I'm an atheist, I'm a big sucker for religious themes. Um, particularly yeah. when it, when it comes to hell versus heaven i find that stuff really really fun and it's very exactly constantine uh yes in that in that way um yeah, yeah it's a lot of fun yeah, yeah i i yeah, enjoyed it i think i watched every season that was available at the time so i went through 11 mm-hmm. seasons so mm-hmm. three four and five were the best six was Absolute the worst so far, and yeah. my okay. second favorite of the non uh main story uh was 11 oddly enough oh okay okay yeah. okay yeah um yeah i i went in into it spoiled on quite quite a few things um but it's almost like i knew i knew what happened but but i didn't necessarily know how and so it's still been like fun to, yeah to since, to since, watch, since it's a fun ride show um I, I worry less and less about spoilers anymore. You know, I, I think if a story is well told, then spoilers can't completely rob you of See, I what there is to get, to get out of that. If it's pre- if the enjoyment of the story is predicated on a turn or a surprise, mm-hmm. other than maybe the mystery or thriller genre, um, which is about the puzzle, then, you know, I kind of think... Like, See, I, if you know... I, uh, Buffy's going to stab Angel at the end of Becoming Part 2. It's still, pun intended, stabs. That moment still is loaded with drama. I'm not saying spoilers don't matter. I'm saying that Uh, anymore I just don't worry about them as much. I don't think that they are as detracting as people believe. Unless maybe the story needed a little more punch anyway. I See, I disagree because knowing what's going to happen will... It it alters my the experience I get to have with with the show and the experience sure. matters to me. That the, absolutely the, matters. I I agree. I'm not saying they don't matter. I'm just saying, for me personally, I I still think like you know, if you know what happens in the body, the body is still a devastating episode of television to watch. You know, I but there is like, the first experience. It is different. I'm not saying it's not irrelevant. Yeah, I'm yeah, not saying it's I just, irrelevant. I I just feel like knowing what's going to uh, happen, it 
some something about that robs you of the experience you could have had without knowing. We also live in a spoilers terrified culture, and I'm a little, I know I'm a little sick that's, of it. That's the thing too. Like I've made the mistake so many times now where I'm watching a show I haven't seen. And I Google one little de- de- detail that I'm com- confused about, and then I stumble on on a spoiler. So much so where now I just refuse to uh, deal with su- Supernatural because I'm just like, look, this isn't super important anyway, so I'm just going to let it go. Yeah. Um, Supernatural yeah. ends up to me being more like uh, a legacy comic book, like Batman or Superman. Yeah. or uh, like. Okay. There's so much content. There's so many years of mm. Batman. Um, mm. And some years are better than other years, uh, but you come back to it because you like Batman, because you like the what they're playing yeah. with. And mm. Supernatural evolves very slowly, but essentially, mm. the after season five, every season is a, a you know uh, is an arc, but then it's sort of contained, and then the next season okay. starts, and then the next season oh, starts. Oh, okay. And the new season may yeah. play a little bit with how the last arc ended, but essentially there's a reset button at the beginning of every season. So oh, there's okay. stakes within the yeah. season, but within the series there were there was less so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But um yeah, I I like the horror. I really like the lore. Oh, and the the meta stuff is amazing. I, yeah. I love yeah. the tongue-in-cheek me- meta stuff like there was an episode with uh, Linda Blair who played Reagan from uh, The Exorcist, and right right at the end, uh, Dean is like, um, he says, "Hey, did that chick chick look familiar to to you?" And Sam Sam's like, "No." He's like, "Hey, you hung, hungry? I feel like some pea, pea soup," which I just thought was such a nice little quote. That's cute. The Exorcist. Um, you ain't seen oh, nothing I loved, yet. Is all I'll say. <laughs> I I freaking loved the teddy bear that has an existential crisis. That was that if. Yeah, Even if the rest of the show sucks, that 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 makes the whole experience worth it because I love that so much. It's funny. Uh, this may be relevant later in the discussion, but uh, mm. it's almost like if you give me like episodes of joy, uh, the it kind of makes the entire experience worth it, even if it doesn't add up to something overall that I loved. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's cool. I have yeah. been watching. I've been busy getting married and uh, yep. trying to steep myself in the body. Mm-hmm. Uh, so haven't been watching a lot. Lonnie and I finally got burned out on Survivor. Uh, oh. <laughs> you know, like. There's a lot of survivors there. Has that oh, been going for like and, 20 years or something? And I think, well, they're on season 40 something. I think we watched. 20 plus seasons and it was just our dinner show uh you know i remember years ago there there was a season filmed in the australian outback like yep that was like season two wow (laughs) yeah yeah and Uh, so 40 seasons they must be doing a couple a year or something they do two a year the seasons are 12 episodes um and they're they used to be all over the world now they're filmed in fiji I think it was just too difficult uh, for yeah. them to to do it uh, the entire time, but it. I got we got hooked. Um, Lonnie loved it. She introduced me to it. The structure of the show is really interesting, and it, um, there are a lot of interesting characters. Um, mm. Cochran for the win. Um, as we went through, but eventually we finally got bored of it, or or just kind of burned out. 
So, it is kind of the same thing over and over that show. It's, well, yeah. yeah, but that's the thing is the kind structure of. of the game naturally creates interesting drama. And by yeah. and the characters are... I've never been a big reality TV person, but uh, I mean, Supernatural... Ha- or Supernatural. Um, <laughs> Survivor, Survivor has a structure um, that mm-hmm. naturally um, creates the drama each time. And you wait for sort of the marquee moments that you know are coming during the seasons because you've seen previous games but anyway uh lonnie and i both have shows that fans have been recommending us watch for years so um plex added a feature called watch list where you could add shows that aren't from your dvd rips uh you know it says oh you have amazon prime this that and the other thing so in plex you can create a giant master list of all of the shows that you want to watch and if it's not on your plex server it'll bounce you over to the service that uh wow that's really clever yeah that like amazon prime or uh uh whatever 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 so she and i sat down and made a master list of all the things fans have been recommending to us or uh tentpole shows like the wire that we've been meaning to watch Uh, for years and the first one we rolled because that's how we do in this house that's how we roll (laughs) yes is a person of interest okay which is a show starring jim caviezel and ben from lost i can never remember the actor's name jim caviezel he played um he was uh jesus wasn't he he was um, jesus uh yeah yeah. (laughs) jesus caviezel and And uh ben Ben from Lost, isn't that Matthew Fox? Oh no, he—that's no. Jack, isn't it? That's Jack. Ben was the leader of the others. Oh, I didn't see, yeah. see that far in. <laughs> uh, and it should be really up my alley. Spoiler alert: I, I'm not going to spend too much time talking about person of interest because, mm-hmm. um, honestly, we've heard there's a point when it gets good. Uh, so imagine someone giving a making a review of Buffy from just having watched season one, right? Or just yeah, have it, yeah. you know. I I mean, when it there, gets good is Prophecy Girl, like yeah. literally the end of the season. Granted, there is a a percentage of people out there who would watch season one and be delighted. But the thing mm-hmm. that makes Buffy Buffy that uh, has the widest appeal that that rakes people in isn't in season one. It it's uh it develops later on, and season two I think is the hook anyway. From yeah, supposedly time. person of interest gets really good in seasons three, four, and five. Okay. Um, but the reason people have been recommending it to me is uh, Amy Acker uh starts by making guest appearances in season two, I believe. My girl Fred. Yeah. And uh, then becomes more of a regular as the show goes on. So we have now watched, uh, and I'm gonna, the only spoiler I will say is an incredibly light spoiler. It's a diet spoiler. Uh, Amy Acker is a bad guy in the show, okay. um, and you learn that when she's in her. Yeah, first see, I scene. didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. I I always thought she was like the protagonist. I really no. I I don't know where things go, but at least when she, as of the uh, volume of the show that we've watched so far, and she's doing kind of a Fred thing, mm-hmm. and is a bad guy in the, in the show, and it's okay so much fun. It's so uh, yeah, uh you know I can a- imagine Amy Acker's delightful. Um, and but there must be so, so like 
she's like joyfully hurting people or yes. something? Yes. Yes. Wow. Yes. That is dark. Yes. That is and, dark. And just like Fred, she's kind of a scientist, computery person. She's more mm-hmm. comfortable alone, more comfortable with computers, but is bright and pleasant and as she does terrible oh. things. Um <laughs> That sounds it's, right up my alley. <laughs> uh, it's a ton of fun. It's a ton of fun. Um, every time Amy Acker's on the screen. The rest of the time, it oh. is a pretty rote, by-the-numbers, okay. spy procedural show. Um, and Some of those can be okay. Like, I thought Burn Bur- Notice was cool. One of my favorite Comfy Blanky shows of all time is Castle. And Castle is a rigidly formulaic uh, procedural show, procedural See, cop show. I, I like the Bourne movies because they're just spy yeah, action. It's a little different in, in movie format, right? 22 episodes of television is a, oh, yeah. lot, of tele- is a lot of television. Yeah. And it is so steeped in cliche and all of that. But mm-hmm. we're starting to get to the point where it starts to play with it's a little like supernatural. It's it it's it's just starting to play with some of its own established cliches and its own okay. established lore. Um right. and so and, it's tickling you a little bit. It's, yeah. It's, it's giving you a bit of a taste. Yeah, Lonnie and I were groaning through episodes. And then every <laughs> once in a while it just gets really good all of a sudden. Amy Acker episodes mm-hmm. typically. And we just turn to each other and say so I like you know, she and I are it's a constant running dialogue of like, wow, I'm in, you know, or making fun of terrible lines. Um, but, uh, see, that's the thing. Watching something terrible with another person can be, be fun. Yeah. I don't think I would get through it, you know, and this is a spy show. It should be deep in my wheelhouse, Yeah, but, uh, I think part of it is too. I really don't like, uh, Jim Caviezel's performance. Uh, he, it is so, Mumblecore. It is so mumbly oh, I, that we've started. Uh, Lonnie and I have started referring to the show as Mumbles of Interest. Uh, <laughs> you know, you want to watch any Mumbles of Interest tonight? And the way you say yes, <laughs> you know, it's so heavily ADR'd. And I think it's because it's so mumbly. It's just, oh, well, he's going to have a bad day. And occasionally it, it like lapses into CSI terrible. Like, do you think he got the point you know that we just okay okay show ben's wonderful for the for basically the first season or two of the show i wish i could remember the actor's name we were watching it for ben um and a couple of ancillary characters i like the police officers in the show a couple of ancillary characters around but jim caviezel is so flat um and i'm not saying that's his performance that could be the direction that could like the scripts are nothing to write home about, but just kind of steadily. I love the idea too. The idea is, can I tell the idea is set up in the pilot. So I don't think it's too much mm-hmm. of a spoiler, but the yeah. idea is Ben after nine 11 creates a machine that aggregate creates a program that reads all of the aggregate data online to look for signs of terrorism coming up right okay, so crimes that uh, crimes that uh will be like what happened in 9 11 and it uses it by accessing webcams around the world 
accessing social media data, and it creates an AI to sort and scan and process all of the data. And it occasionally comes up with a social security number and provides that number. And that number they go after, and it's either going to be a victim of terrorism or it's going to be the terrorist. But what Ben discovered, and they sold the machine to the government, but what Ben discovered is that the machine was so good at what it was doing that it also discovered victims of violent crime and single victims of murder that weren't acts of terrorism. And so, but Ben needs someone else to help save these people, and the government isn't interested in saving them. So he, behind the scenes, made it so the machine would give him those individuals that were um, at risk. And he recruits Jim Caviezel, the spy, to help him save those people. And that's the setup. That's interesting. It's a wonderful setup. Yeah, it's a wonderful setup. Uh, once an episode, and that's all I'm going to say about also it. Also a major invasion of privacy. <laughs> which they have to deal with, which is part of yeah. the... Uh, and and the, the fascinating thing about this, I don't know how much you know about... Um, oh, it's uh, very true in the real life. Yeah. The, yeah. The so one, is it the Seven Eyes pro- Protocol or something like that? Well, uh, I can't remember. Uh, Snow, what was his name? Um Edward Snowden. Edward Snowden, thank you. Hmm. Revealed the government, the NSA spying program. Yeah. Several years like, after um, this show came out. So this show was actually yeah. ahead of the oh, curve. Wow. Yeah, in predicting yeah. Uh, what was going to happen. There's also this information alliance treaty with, I think it's Australia, the US, and the UK. It's something this. There's something eyes, but it's just all in intelligence sharing stuff. It's, yeah. It's creepy stuff. So once an episode, they get uh, uh, a social security number and they have to research the person to figure out if they are the victim or the villain, which is interesting. Wow, okay. And what's mm-hmm. going to happen to prevent the crime from actually happening. Um, and you can see that that lends itself to interesting procedural ideas. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah but like a lot of fun. shows... There's a fascinating bit of to the show that is more interesting than that, and that is this machine that he created. And I'm not going to say anything about that because the episodes that were good and the episodes that Amy Acker are concerned with are the ones that focus on the machine that Ben built, the AI, uh, to to uh, go through all of this data. And the way that I think they're leaning with seasons three, four, and five. <clears throat> is moving away from just the individual crime of the week, which is like, okay, it's a stockbroker this week, and it's a mother, uh, a soccer mom this week, and it's a gang member this week, you know, which is Mm. fine. It's a wonderful structure for, again, I don't have a problem with formula. I think the 22-episode shows need a a framework to hang the stories on, and this is a wonderful one to do it in. But they created this wonderful... Uh, at the time, bit of science fiction that was way more interesting than the individual procedural stories itself. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. So, so you know, we just, uh, last night we watched the first episode of season three. The last couple of episodes have been really good. Amy Acker, uh, according to IMDb, is now much more of a regular in three, four, and five. So okay. we'll see. We'll see. I'm hoping that 
Okay. In my experience, um, Buffy season one is much more fun to watch after I saw the whole show. So when I go mm-hmm. back, then I get more out of those first season episodes yeah. Yeah, than I, I did uh, on the first run. I wonder if that. I'll have that experience with Su- Supernatural. Probably not, but maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe. Um, yeah, I certainly like sh- Dean a lot more rewatching season one, and that was a huge oh, problem okay. for, for me uh, the first time through. Because yeah. he because he is yeah. sort of the ultimate broy. Yeah, boring, and I hate that. Ooh, but uh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So boring. Uh, but we yeah. should move on. That's uh, yeah. Supernatural and Mumbles of Interest. <laughs> so. Yeah, um, pers- person of in- in- interest has always been vaguely on my radar because of a- Amy Acker, but yeah. I've never had any great want to watch it. But yeah. Anyway, Ian, what are we doing next? <laughs> uh, Buffy season eight. Now, this is the first time yes. we've done this. It there is. are eight graphic novels to talk yes. about um and so this could be a freaking mess is what we're saying <laughs> yeah and you and i are like we're still podcast amateurs right yes uh mm-hmm. uh you edit you have a lot more exposure to podcasts than i do i make a youtube channel yeah. now that really comes down to like what's the best way to have an hour-long <sighs> discussion of <laughs> buffy season eight well played (laughs) so we're gonna try our best here um so i'm not gonna summarize the entire thing there's way too much Mm -hmm. content to summarize what Mm -hmm. we're gonna do is uh we're gonna run through each of the books i've come up with a movie tagline for uh each of the eight graphic novels and we're gonna hit highlights and lowlights of each one and then talk about uh the book as a whole does that sound about right yes it does okay um, before we get into this, I think something that can inform the discussion <laughs> is, uh, the book ends with what is essentially a letter from Joss Whedon. Um, I believe it's the outro or the, uh, I'm not sure what the original, um, uh, way this was posted was, if this was in the last, uh, physical issue of Buffy season eight, but I thought it kind of informed the uh, discussion as I see it going. So I wanted to read you just the first two paragraphs of the letter. Uh, So for a little bit of context, uh, Buffy season eight is eight graphic novels. They were published by dark horse. They uh, illustrated by, uh, I have his name later on Jeff Gianti. I believe it is. Yeah. I believe that's it. And uh, Joss, wrote several of the issues specifically and laid out the just as he did for the other seasons laid out where the season arc was going to go and there are guest writing uh issues from drew goddard um jane espenson wrote a couple of the episodes uh so on and so forth it worked in a similar way to the way the show did where he would kind of was kind of the season runner and then um individual people were responsible for many of the issues um, so that is some context on Buffy season eight. It picks up right where Buffy season seven left off or rather the way the Buffy seasons worked. Buffy dies at the end of season five. A couple of months have passed. That's the summer between the seasons airing. And then that time has passed in the universe when season six premieres. Um, and that's very similar here. You get the sense that some time has passed 
mm-hmm. before season eight. So here's the letter. Here's the letter from Joss. So our endless season ends. We've laughed. We've cried. We've thrown up in our mouths a little. But most of all, we've learned. Not you guys. Us. We've learned what you like, what you don't, how this TV show translated to the world of comics, and how it didn't. We've lost a few uh, fans along the way, and hopefully gained a few. Not a very good setup (laughs) to uh, uh, Buffy Season 8. I can't say, uh, say exactly how much this has changed in our lives or our work. The only thing that's certain is this. All of us involved in this venture, without ex- exception, have weirder-looking hair. Very Joss. If you've read this volume, you've got a sense of where we're headed for Season 9. Back a bit to the everyday trials that made Buffy more than a superhero. That made her us. I was so excited to finally have an unlimited budget that I wanted to make a this book an epic. But I realized along the way that the things I loved the best were the things you loved the best. The peeps, the down-to-earth recognizable people. And Mecha Dawn. She has a tail. So that's what we'll try to evoke next season, along with the usual perils and a few new ones, of course. Meaning none of that is actually what season eight is doing. It's not the down to earth stuff. It's the cosmic stuff. It is a giant world in peril. Globe trotting. And then it tries to correct itself, but it does an overcorrection in my view. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll 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 get into it. But I thought, yeah, given that is the letter that season eight ends with, which, which struck is basically me as, an apology. <laughs> yeah, it struck me as as curiously hat in hands. Like, well, uh, I think that that kind of even from the creator itself, himself, I think that that um, kind of sets up the discussion as we're about to have it. Um, and if you're a lover of season eight, um, there's a lot that I enjoyed as well. So uh, let's Same. get into it. Same. And Jack, anything you want to add before we get going? Um, Hold on to your butts. I don't know. Nothing. Uh, <laughs> that, that actually wasn't uh, the, the best setup. But, I like but it. Whatever. <laughs> All right. So just in general, the major plot arc, uh, before we get into the individual books, Twilight a big bad with big powers, is teaming up with the government to put an end to the world of magic. Does that sound about right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's that's pretty much it, yeah. <laughs> we have a... Uh, so just like Buffy Season 7 ended by making uh, a, a bunch of women in the world slayers, um, mm-hmm. that is so now. And Buffy's running a team of slayers. Uh, an army of... She's training an army of slayers in Scotland. So the... B story plots, the subplots of this one. We have rogue slayers that have stolen an island in Italy and are robbing people. Dawn is big. Uh, Harmony brings vampires mainstream. Xander starts dating one of the slayers. Faith and Giles are together. The kitchen sink. Not, not together, together. But <laughs> not, not dating. But together. But <laughs> have teamed up. Both ostracized from Buffy um, have teamed up. And uh, I left in your ah scream at the end of this <laughs> uh, for the kitchen sink. All right. The first book is called The Long Way Home. Mm-hmm. Buffy and the potentials so are nice. hiding out in Scotland. Some familiar foes make trouble and Dawn gets a big. That's how I left that one. Uh, 
highlights. Uh, the return of Ethan Rain was a highlight for me in this one. Um, mm-hmm. That I believe that actor who played Ethan Rain um, died during. Yeah, Robin uh, Sachs died. Yeah, during during Buffy. So I actually I loved hearing him come back. Um, he's in. He has a short little run in the books, but it was amazing to me. You know how when um, you read something in someone's voice, I heard Ethan yeah. Rain's voice distinctly in my head. I really love that. Um, at first, I really enjoyed the unlimited budget and the scope. Um, I, I, I loved building out the world and seeing more. You know, at some point, Sunnydale starts to feel claustrophobic, and the yeah. denizens of Sunnydale start to feel a little stupid. You know, yeah. Uh, Snyder saying that um, the police of Sunnydale are deeply stupid. It's it's funny though because Sunnydale also gets bigger over time like in the first episode we're told it's this tiny little town but then it's got a university a dock an airport yeah as the stories needed they they start to build out so i really loved the it did feel appropriately epic in places as it would Mm -hmm. if these stories had were not bounded by Mm -hmm. you know a 22 episode television budget i that was really enjoyable um i really loved the uh, the main artist on it was uh george gianti i'm looking at his name now and he's, um i apologize i know i'm mispronouncing that <clears throat> there were several artists so most of the uh the graphic novels had like a main a story and then a b story that ended it like a one off or uh something like that and it was usually illustrated by someone else mm-hmm. um but he did the main arc and okay. um the main uh, action of the first story uh, concerns Warren capturing Willow, and yes, Warren is back, and yep. uh, I really love the way that he's back. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, and Buffy, there's a bit where he captures Willow, and Buffy sees what's going on inside Willow's head, and I thought that that was really cool. Um. And sort of like them fighting back and getting worn back felt appropriately action movie epic. Uh, moved along at a nice clip. And my favorite panel from it was Willow flying in midair saying, I'd like to test that theory. Yeah. yeah. Jack, tell me about um, the, uh, your experience of the first book. Well, that was also my fa- favorite panel. Uh, Willow, I'm sure we're going to have like overlap to on the favorite the- panel. It it was just a great um, entrance for uh, her, and I love the call back. It it, it was just great uh, fun. Now I want to start by making an, an apology of sorts to everyone I I've had this conversation with because I have I have um, spoke ill of the comics by saying that the very first panel of the first um, book of the season of season eight. Um, opens with slayers carrying carrying guns and i would say that as it was a a slide against the uh comic but upon actually reading it properly those those guns fire grappling hooks so (laughs) i i was wrong and i apologize and i own that Um, there are slayers with guns in this but it has context and a reason and i'm fine with it exactly Yeah. yeah um look I I I thought this one was uh, really fun. It was probably my favorite. Probably my of, favorite of it. I I I, yeah. I was very hopeful. A lot of promise. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
I, yeah, yeah, no, I didn't like the idea of, I, my biggest problem is honestly that the setting, it's just too grand for me. Um, yeah. You like, you like the uh, claustrophobia of, of Sunnydale. It feels familiar. Yeah, or just, yeah, recognizable. That's the thing. It's, there's somewhere that's massive and I don't recognize it. Um, and I have too many questions. How did they get here? Who built sure. this? Who paid for all this stuff? Like what, what the hell is well, going on? Well, which they get into. I mean, it's yeah, it's a bit of throwaway dialogue in one of those outro stories at the end of uh, okay. one of the, the, the graphic novels, but they do talk about. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, I I love the idea of the skinless Warren come coming back. That was something I did know, but I for, for, forgot about. So I genuinely gasped when 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 he showed, really cool. showed up. Yeah, yeah I, I I thought that that was really uh cool. Um, I like the dreamscape stuff. That was uh very interesting and fun and just, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Being yeah. in Willow's head um, was cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was caught off, uh, caught caught off guard in Buffy's dream when she kisses Xander and his head pop pop pops off. Um, I'm not used to to comics, so it took me a little while to understand what was going on. I'm like, wait, what, what? And, yeah. And, I've read a handful yeah. of the, like I used to read comics when I was younger and I've read a handful of the mainstays over time, you know, your watchmen mm-hmm. and V for vendetta and so forth. So, right. Right. Um, I'm definitely more accustomed to the format. Yeah. I, and, and that's something I struggled with throughout the whole comic was just following the story threads. And I, I felt like I had to put, a lot more effort into uh, trying to understand everything that was uh, go- going on. And I struggle too with um, the likenesses aren't always great and it's in, tough, right? in different yeah. panels too. Yeah. And and so I'm like, wait, who is this? What? And cause it'd be like, Dawn for, for specifically example, was it, the one that I, I was always like, yes. wait, who, who's that? Yes. Yes. And I had that problem. Look, look, Buffy was very obvious, uh, obvious Xander Giles, a few of them were very, very obvious, but Willow some generally of them the attire, pretty straightforward. Jet, jet, yeah, yeah. Um, you, I remember you didn't realize for a whole uh, couple of pages that it was Andrew, and I, I, I think I was, yes. I told you I was yes. like, oh, that's Andrew. And you, yes. Oh, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. I was so confused. Um, yeah, I just, and I, I think that's, I think that's that, that's a me problem, just not really being, being used to the format and whatnot um but yeah i i also thought that it was um xander that kissed buffy to wake her up i i could have sworn it was gonna be uh xander but but it wasn't yeah and we'll get into that interesting yeah yeah um yeah great 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 to see ethan and i also liked uh the retcon stuff with uh warren hel- helping amy uh with the spell in season seven the spell where willow slowly turned turn, turning into warren um i yeah. just thought yeah neat yeah um yeah because i yeah, i um, hate that episode yeah the episode isn't great um, having a little more context know. for it was i like parts of that episode but that's not what what we're here yeah we're not here yeah and yeah. anyway yeah yeah that's my experience with book 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 one that's that's it yeah what was your um, so favorite panel what was oh, your yeah. low light of that uh um I can see in in the script that we more or less um, feel feel the same about a few things, but I I don't really ha- have any low low lights. Um, I had a lot of fun with it, and it's probably my favorite book of the season. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I forgot to. Uh, the first book contains The Chain, um, which has become kind of near and dear to me. Um, so The Chain mm. is a one-off bit that uh, was written by Joss. Um, it's, a, it's an episodic <coughs> story about mm-hmm. a character that's living in this universe. And um, a Patreon subscriber asked me to do a recording of it. And uh, that was what had me read it the first time. Um, And that video will be linked down in the description. I did a reading of it. And Mm -hmm. in the edit of the reading, um, edited footage of Buffy over the top of it because I thought it, um, the script for the, the comic really kind of encapsulated uh, Buffy's journey in a really interesting way. Um, and I really love it. I really love it. It is the most memorable individual uh, issue of the of the entire season to me. Um, and mm. that is a big highlight of uh, the first graphic novel for me. So, yeah, not mm. really any low lights for me. No. In no that it one. was it was really good. Yeah. Boy, this, it's like a. It's like a it's like it's, a teeter totter. It's disappointing, this, this, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's yeah. so disappointing. Boy, there was so much promise. All right, uh, book two, yeah. no future for you. Faith and Giles get royal. Buffy and Willow get awkward, and not a lot else happens. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, what were your highlights for, from this one, Jack? Um, I quite liked this one. Well, I loved the Faith assassination sub subplot. That was really great, and. Might be my favorite part of, of the whole season. I it's really good. Yeah. I I loved Faith in this season because she felt most like herself to me. Um, I could imagine Faith doing the things that she did, saying the th- the, the th- things that she uh, said. And that uh, where she goes off to kill uh, Genevieve, I think her name is. I could imagine that being in like a Faith spinoff show. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so Faith and Giles collaborate because a uh, an English woman uh, with uh, Slayer powers is taking other women who have been given Slayer powers off the street and murdering them. Yeah, and right. uh, yeah. Faith gets in with her, and that's the whole setup. And if you hear the parallels mm-hmm. between Faith's own arc, uh, I'm sure that's not by accident. <clears throat> yeah, right. Um. Yeah, uh, what about you? How how did you feel about this one? Uh, yeah, again, pretty solid. I I think mm-hmm. that if these first two, so first of all, it's funny. One thing that the season eight shares in common with some of the early seasons of the show is the what about the big bad problem that I have is you set uh. up this arc that kind of calls you through. And then do a whole bunch of little individual itty bitty episodes that have nothing to do with them. You know, the mayor right, right, disappears yeah. for a big bulk of the first part of season three. And then the last third of season three is kind of a rush to develop all of that towards the end. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that happened a lot with this. Twilight's interesting. He can fly, has very super. I like the design of the character. <laughs> right. Um <clears throat> And then just is not around, right? Um, And this whole book, nothing happens with uh, either Warren and Amy or Twilight or any of that. It's just this this great little story uh, with um, 
Faith and Giles. And so yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And your favorite panel? What was your favorite panel? Um, I see that I didn't put it in the script here, but I do remember what what it was. It you was, did. Uh, Our notes got a little muddled. If you want to scroll down a little. Yeah. Bit. Oh, okay. Um, oh yeah, my favorite favorite panel. It's page forty six. The in the entire page where Gen Genevieve gets carried away by the gargoyle looking creatures. That it was just it just looked cool. I don't know. I just thought yeah. it looked cool. There was nothing else beyond that. Yeah. I, I cheated a little bit with this one. You could pick any of the covers mm-hmm. because all the covers are oh, painted. They beautiful. are gorgeous. Beautiful. I, 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 I kind of want posters, but um, I wish, there was. I wish the art was closer to the posters. Well, <laughs> yeah, that would have been so much effort. <laughs> uh, yeah, the artist spends a month painting the cover. Uh, there's just no yeah. way. Um, but uh, the cover with. Uh, Faith strangling Buffy under the water and sort of the impl- implications of the reflection and the feedback to uh, Buffy's dream in season th- three where Faith is holding her under the water and she's drowning. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All of that, I loved the the sort of cyclical nature of it. There's a whole bunch mm-hmm. of symbols in that image. It was really great. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to mention about that one before we go on? Um, so... <coughs> I really enjoyed how much effort um, this one put into tying itself to, to the show. I liked most of the call, callbacks to, to the show. It, yep, it's fan servicey, and I liked it. Yeah. Um, you know, Faith being being in Cleveland, and we know that Cleveland has has a Hellmouth. Uh, you know, the mark of our Igon tat, tattoo on Giles, and the flashback to Buffy and Faith fighting in season three. I thought that was very, 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 very cool. Um, I liked that this was also the comic really showing how dark it was willing to, to go. Um, and it touched some on of the some violence some was, that, yeah, pretty, it touched uh, a on things. That, yeah, like it touched on thing things that the show just wouldn't dare. Like, um, Wood calls our faith and tells her one of the vamps you used to be a single mom and that she turned her our kids and faith has to go and dust them. Like that was. Yeah. That, that that was dark and look I, i'm a horror fan i like Taran, tarantino i i, I like that dark stuff it's well just, and they relate it to uh, if to i me. remember correctly that bit they relate to faith's mom so it, it has some context yeah uh, uh, in the whole yeah, bit. yeah 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 well i think um, we both I, like... I, go ahead mm-hmm. no, i was go just ahead. gonna say that i also really like that we got uh the little bits of faith's uh in a monologue dialogue um whatever to tell us her in in the workings i thought that was a uh, cool oh oh and i freaking loved um the the stuff with the mayor how how she has this like fondness uh, the uh, that was the, the shot of harry groner's face uh and it said scumbag over the top of it as she was thinking about it but i loved him or whatever it was yeah. uh was in contention for my favorite panel it's it's just it's just so good um because like yes it's twisted and messed up but of course she would feel some fondness towards the mayor he was the only one who showed her love at that time it was a twisted kind of love and but i mean i i personally choose to believe he did did love her in his own twisted oh yeah yeah Yeah, absolutely yeah um i thought that was so so in in interesting i loved that 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 was uh really good well book three Um, was yeah 
wolves at the gate. And I think we start to get a hint of the, uh, of where things are going. I still enjoyed book three. So, uh, wolves at the gate, Buffy shatters the subtext bell. The teams make the team makes a trip to Japan and Xander enlists the help of his favorite master. Bader. Bader. Uh, I, I have in my notes here, this is the last kind of one that I would give a, an unrestrained thumbs up to. The last good yeah, one. Same. It, it's not that the rest of it is devoid of things to enjoy, but this is the last one that I I, I unreservedly had a good time with, I think. Mm-hmm. And even a, a, and I even felt like it dragged a little bit compared to some of the other ones. But uh, it all yeah, kind of becomes a blur after mm-hmm. this book. Um, mm-hmm. and there's a very specific moment, like, like sort of the pinnacle moment of the, the comic that it, for me, it was a, a positive and maybe my only negative about the book, uh, that we're going to go ahead and spoil. And it's the highlight, probably the highlight of the comic for me. Yeah. Uh, dramatically. Same. So, uh, Xander and one of the slayers, Renee have been dating. And Renee gets killed uh, in yep. in the book. Pretty graphically, too. Yes. So uh, at the bottom of the page, Xander turns away. Blood hits his face. Turn the page. There's a full page image of page. her having been staked impaled? on the scythe. Impaled on, uh, yeah. on Buffy's scythe, which has been stolen uh, in, mm-hmm. in the uh, episode. The episode. It's hard not to say episode when talking about <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> issue. And um so that that specifically, and then the following panel where we see her perspective and Xander running at her in slow motion and the, her last mm-hmm. thoughts on this earth are the uh, writing on the page mm-hmm. was the most significant emotion that I experienced reading the entire comic now yeah. there's issues you to talk said about you actually shed a tear right i actually teared up reading the uh that panel and sort of xander rushing at, at at them and so forth um it fits in the buffy tradition of never letting the scoobies be happy ever in a relationship mm-hmm. um you know at some point i don't know how i feel about that but uh killing renee uh is is that whole thing but the drama and the cinematic emotional feeling that that evoked um did not occur for me in the rest of the book i had a couple of months like the the moment of willow saying i'd like to test that assumption had that like fist pumpy feeling that theory a test that theory yeah yeah evoked that fist pumpy feeling that you get a lot on the show the show has tons of those fist pumpy moments yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of those. Um, yeah, as you go along, and there are a couple of them in the comic books, but in terms of um, evoking uh, actual um, emotion for me, this might have been it. Hmm. I agree. Um, and so I thought I thought it was worth mentioning, and that's it specifically because hmm. Buffy the show is so steeped in emotion. You know, I, I think it's the main. It's one of the biggest hooks for people. Uh, Wild at Heart, the end of season two, you know, um, over and over and over again. 
there are um, these kind of pinnacle emotional uh, Buffy jumping off the tower in season five, the body, so forth. We are scarred by the show in a way that we oddly treasure. And this did not reach those moments, but it was the only thing that reminded me of those moments. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, so, yeah. And the panel was very striking, very graphic, very uh, mm. um, evocative. So certainly the one that I, uh, if not favorite, was the most memorable from that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love the way Ren- Renee's death is done. It's, it's, um, it really opened my eyes to what is possible in like the comic medium. Um, I especially loved how the art faded out to show her uh, losing con- con- consciousness, dying. Like the way, pretty cool. That's just not something I would have thought of. I like myself. I I just think it's a really creative way to tell the story in that panel. Like yeah, really really creative. Um, and yeah, I I. I was genuinely sad, even, even though this is this is just a new character I didn't particularly care for one way or the other. Yeah, <laughs> and it kind of highlights a problem I have with events later in uh, the comic, which we'll saying. talk about. Um, yeah, because this shows that yeah. it's possible, and I knew that it's possible. I I think that yeah. that comics can be uh, of an emotionally vital medium in the same way. Because Valerie's letter is um, an, an incredibly important bit of writing to me, and that's in V for Vendetta. Mm-hmm. You know, um, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the last thing I'll ever uh, write, and God help me, I'm writing it. These are the last words I'll ever write, and God help me, I'm writing them on toilet paper. You know, those words. Um, you know, uh, is the very last inch of us. We must not lose it or ever take it away. Burned in my brain. You know, and I get teared yeah. up thinking about that kind of thing. So, you know, it 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 it's not a limit of the medium, but certainly Buffy season eight didn't take me to those places. No, no, not even close. Yeah. Um. So, this was one one point I w- I was spoiled spoiled on, and that's that Buffy sleeps with with the woman, and I've oh, seen yeah, oh, a yeah, lot of complaints the about bell. this. Yeah. Yeah, um, I've seen a lot of co- complaints of, of, about this over the years, and I thought it was fine, but I did feel like it just kind of comes out out, out of nowhere. I I don't want to say that it was out of character because a person, e- even a fictional character, can de- define their sexuality however the hell they they sure. want. That's none none of my business. But there's just it feels jarring because there's just no setup. Um, I don't know. It just felt. Like it just happens, and for kind of no reason. It, but it's, it's still kind of uh, one of the complaints about Willow's portrayal in the show is um, that the show is guilty of by erasure. So yeah, um, yeah, and it does in some ways make more sense for her to identify as by being because she didn't stop liking men; she fell in love with someone who happened to be right. a woman. Um, and I think sort of. And I apologize uh, for my lack of uh, education here, but I think the sort of more broadly we would describe Buffy in this context as queer. Um, yeah, you know, as sort of yeah. like, yeah, or like curious some, or something somewhere, somewhere know. in the gradient, but not yeah. one side or the other. But she what? is still defining herself in the comic as gay or straight, which was the limit. It's that yeah. it was a binary thing well, uh, in the show. The 
the interesting <clears throat> thing is too is people can be sexually attracted to a gender but not ro- romantically attracted so yeah i know a lot a lot of women who um will you know hook up with another woman but they will only date men um uh, that's yeah. that's a pretty common thing in my experience again I don't don't want to speak out, out of place. Yeah, or yeah. Place we're we're coming from an but... uninformed uh, perspective on yeah, this. Um, yeah, just trying to grapple However, with the comic. I did love the line. I can't believe I find it sexy when she calls me ma'am. Like, I genuinely <laughs> giggled. I yeah, had a good lo- little giggle. I, it with it went on a little bit too long, but I loved the bit where in the bedroom afterwards, she and Satsu are laying in bed and. And a procession of people come in then, which would have been in the show. I could see that scene taking place in the show. Uh, I felt it was a bit too much, though. It went on I mean? too long. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's what you meant. Yeah. 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 It was too much. Yeah. But yeah. Something like that would have happened in the show. But it, it started to feel sort of Bugs Bunny-ish off, like, a, a little it, bit. Yeah. Yeah, it. exactly. Um, And I wonder, too, you know, Buffy is such a musical show and what i mean by that is Mm -hmm. that there's a music to spoken word there's a music to dialogue there's a um you know shakespeare reads a particular way but then you get a great actor performing shakespeare and it comes alive in a way that is unless you've read and are very educated in the form and iambic pentameter and all of that is difficult to hear in your head uh i do wonder if some of these scenes would have played better uh, with actors than they read on the page. Um, uh, but mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, Whedon, I, I, I realize it's hyperbolic to make a Shakespeare comparison, but, you know, Whedon does have his own... Uh, it, the show is famous for having its own language, having its own... Um, you know, he, it coined he, he the has term a style. Big Bad. He has a, yeah. You know. he, he has a very particular style that's distinct from yes. anything yeah. else. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, this episode, so the masturbator, uh, we have the return of Dracula. I enjoyed it. Um, and the show I sort of went it. places yeah. with his, uh, with with the dated vernacular of a thousand year old uh, uh, being that I thought yeah. was pretty funny. It it was. You're talking about the the casual racism, right? The yeah the, uh, yeah yeah. Which the, maybe a. So- uh immortal being uh doesn't who doesn't give a crap would be casually racist yeah he refers to some tibetans as filthy yellow swine or something like that and that shit just wouldn't fly today (laughs) yeah well sorry i apologize i didn't know i was supposed to this is the family show um well you can bleep that if you want to but uh xander does call it out which i appreciated that's that's the I think that's the thing that kind of saves it. And also the fact that it does fit for the character. It sure. Does. Yeah, yeah. And that what they're um, doing is they're not, they're not making that joke. They're bringing Dra- Dracula down a peg, right? The, oh, the, yeah, the joke is not the joke. The joke is that Dracula yeah. uh, would speak that way. Like it's redu- Dracula. The, yeah, yeah. Dracula is the joke. Uh, in that yeah, particular context. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. I yeah, think that's yeah. the distinction, is, and that's what makes the humor work for me. And Xander calls it out and all of that, so I don't think that they are... Yeah. The joke is Dracula, not yeah. any of the things Absolutely. that he yeah, says. Yeah. It's not 
the racism is 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 isn't funny. It's it's sort of poking fun at Dracula for being right. really really old school. Right. Um, and and him being inept on uh, yeah, yeah yeah. So I I but, thought that I thought that was fun. But if this comic was written today, there's no way that hell there's no way in hell that. That yeah, we're going through a pendulum swing right now. We'll see. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but I love Godzilla Dawn too. She was great. Um, yeah, and particularly yeah, uh, Mechadon. Mechadon yeah, versus yeah, Godzilla yeah, Dawn. Yeah, um, and I like the. I I am a teenage girl. I like blue blue jeans. <laughs> and irony. That was yeah. a great line. Yeah, really yeah. All of, all of his lines were were yeah. terrific. Yeah, but um, o- overall, I wasn't feeling this one initially, but then I started to have some fun towards the end, kind of. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. a lot of setup, a lot of moving pieces. Uh, you know, that's the thing yeah. is the other books kind of flowed a little bit more. We know Giles, we know Faith, yeah. uh, we know their interactions. This was setting up like little bads that aren't going to be around, and we still have no idea who Twilight is or what uh, he's mm. doing or any of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, eh. So, which kind of brings me to my only low light for the book, which is I f- I have mixed feelings about Renee's death. Uh, you know, there you've got a fridging issue. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, they they introduce this black woman slayer to just to kill her. You know, um, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't I don't know if that's mm-hmm. the, how, how that. To have a bit of drama, and then to for Xander to have a moment where he goes and and stakes the person who who killed her, and later scatters her ashes. And I love the uh, the 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 mix of symbols there, sort of like slayers become ashes as well. Uh, remember, you are dust, and to dust you shall return. You know, don't. That's got chills. <laughs> um. So, like I said, it's it's. I don't have all negative feelings or all positive feelings about it, but I have a very uh, big mix of, you know, I, I introducing another character to for us to like just to kill her off so that we can have an emotion yeah. feels to me a little. It worked. I had the emotion, um, mm. but, but, but it but also it's a felt cheap. a little cheap. It feels like cheating or something. Yeah. Right, and that, and highlights a big problem later in the book that we'll get into. Okay, yeah. Um, for me, even though I did start having fun towards the end, everything just evolves into a big fight. It started feeling like a, an an Avengers movie or something. Now, Buffy well, that's has fitting. the show. Yeah, the show has a lot of a lot a lot of fights in it, but nothing that's like like rampaging with giant monsters and stuff. Well, like, what the hell is like? I mean, it felt like. Uh, the closest you get it, yeah. I, I, we literally have a giant monster at the end of season three, a giant snake. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so it is in the show, but it's a, that's the climax of the entire uh, season itself. Mm-hmm. So, and this is just, right. we're not even at the midpoint yet. Um, exactly. Yeah. We're about to get to the midpoint. <laughs> yeah. And the midpoint, uh, book four, time of your life, yeah. time gets frayed. By a dark friend. <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs> uh, oh, that's so stupid. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not even going to look at my, my notes for this one because uh, 
I don't know how this works if you haven't read the Frey graphic novel. I've read the Frey Which graphic I novel. You haven't. My it, notes here were two lines. That's it. Yeah. So Dark Willow, hundreds, thousands of years. I don't know how long it is in the future. Deep in the future. Flying cars, fifth element into the future. Uh, brings Buffy into the future. All but one Slayer is dead. And there's some setup. Uh, to explain even that and which means which is interesting right because it means that buffy failed the yeah. the the future she's trying to create with uh all of the empowered slayers no longer exists so what happened it's a really right. interesting setup the problem is that the world makes zero sense if you have not read yeah. frey the comic <laughs> book that's that's exactly right. <laughs> and that issue raises its head again uh, later on down the line uh, once we start seeing Spike. But we'll yeah. talk about that in a minute. Okay. So I read yeah. Frey. But even so, having read Frey, <laughs> this felt a little inconsequential to me. Uh, most of it was spent with Buffy trying to figure out how this universe works, <laughs> which did nothing to explain to the reader how the universe works. Because it's all just done in little bits of exposition that you can easily space out for. And then you meet Dark Willow and you get the sense that something happened. But we, we, but we don't get to find out what it was. And that story, yeah. like Person of Interest, sounds way more interesting than does, yeah. the story we've spent this entire time uh, focusing on. I don't want to know agree, about... man. Like, Frey and all of that, fine, I'll go read the Frey comic mm. book. I want to know what happened to Dark Willow and all of the Slayers. Mm. And yeah. it does not bother with that. And Buffy goes back to normal time, and then we get the one-off episode no. at the end of that novel. I forgot about it until now, to, to be honest. Like, it's that, yeah. Um, I wasn't feeling this one. I guess it kind of picked up towards the end, but I was just confused most of the time and didn't really get it um it definitely does a very intentional red her herring it it i believe it intentionally wants you uh, or tries tries to make you think that the villain is drusilla and then it ends up being dark willow and as much as i love dark willow i'm actually sad that we didn't get to see drew and, and all because drew would have been I, interesting I feel drew, drew was underused in 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 the show and now mm -hmm. she's Un underused well not used at all here um so i was a little bummed but yeah honestly i don't have much to say like i said my notes but two lines um i love dark my low dress just... yeah that we was don't pretty... find out how willow went dark <clears throat> yeah yeah and i mean um, maybe yeah we don't maybe that's in future seasons seasons yeah nine, maybe ten, you know yeah i don't, I don't want to say um but it doesn't really make season eight better and this particular graphic novel better no and it feels like a detour just to drag it out i don't know it, it, it felt to me like a tour of a different story like a t fray is its own comic book and it's interesting and the world that it sets up is very science fiction focused um mm -hmm. and i liked what it did and mm -hmm. this is a tour of that that doesn't really do a bunch for Buffy's story in season eight. Mm -hmm. 
you know right. uh, um yeah so yeah i i felt yeah. like book four wasn't bad it was which there are bad ones coming uh but more irrelevant to me it felt like a detour an uninteresting detour that didn't show the best parts of the things that it was detouring into anyway right yeah yeah and didn't set them up enough in a way that didn't require me to go out and buy the fray comic book mm-hmm. i mean agreed yeah um yeah yeah um and yeah, my fa- favorite panel was Willow get getting on with a goddess snake woman. I just think that was pretty. The yeah, art, was the pretty art was really pretty. And I yeah. did like. Uh, um, there's a Willow one-off somewhere in here that explains all of the the goddess snake woman stuff, and I actually really enjoyed mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, um. And my low lights were just kind of all all of it because I haven't read the Frey comic, and so it just kind of. Came came out of no, nowhere and felt weird. But um, what about you, Ian? What were your uh? uh it's interesting. The one-off story at the end, um, the comic style reverts into like a nineteen fifties. Uh, Buffy wakes up and she's going to school at Sunnydale. She's in high school again. She it's the first two season Buffy. Okay, um, and I think they I I. I didn't really know the artist that they were homaging. I believe an artist died. And um, so Buffy is slaying a demon and ends up back in time for a mm-hmm. season, sort of learning a lesson or whatever. And it did a good mm-hmm. job of evoking those early, early seasons of the show. And I felt what you were describing your issue was early on with the comic, which is like you liked the familiarity of Sunnydale. Yeah. Um and I think that's one of the reasons people love high school or love the high school stories is the repetition yeah. is very familiar. It's a very mm-hmm. it's very much a warm blanket uh mm-hmm. kind of situation and I felt that in this little one-off comic, but I didn't know who they were homaging and honestly where the comic goes after that evoking the sort of like grounded, familiar, comfortable, warm stories when you're about to just uh, fly off the handle and become bizarre was maybe not the best. So that no. uh, I had that as my low light. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, right. Book five, Absolutely. Predators and Prey. My uh, movie tagline. Wait, Har- Harmony, everyone knows? That's it with the reg- rogue slayers? D- did we trip over a shark back there? Oh, we didn't we didn't trip <laughs> over a shock. We crashed straight into that. So Harmony becomes a reality TV star and now everyone in the world knows about vampires? Yep. That's what happened. Uh and the B story is Giles and Faith again in some other country, whatever was the best part of the whole thing. Jack, what do you think of this one? Look, normally I'm a big fan of silliness and a big fan of the the lulls, but this one was way too too silly for me. But in saying that, I I laughed a lot, but I just don't think I laughed for the right reasons. Well, that's interesting. It 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 may have been trying to do a like a band candy or a, a zeppoy kind of story, but that yeah. whole like departure of tone, uh. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what yeah. was going on here. But uh, I don't know either. <laughs> I wanted to love it. Jane Espenson's one of the writers in this one. She wrote 
I would say behind Joss, uh, Jane wrote the most number of my favorite episodes of Buffy. Uh, okay. You know, I mean, Joss writes uh, and gets all the budget Mm -hmm. uh, for the the big swingers, so it's not a fair comparison. But just looking at the raw number of Jane Espenson's episodes, I think she has the greatest proportion of ones that I love the most. And I could feel mm-hmm. her flavor here and there uh, in these stories, but I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't get it right. Because there's a conceit in Buffy that mm-hmm. the adults don't know that the world is full of vampires. Yeah, and that's I don't know. I feel like that's important. I don't know. Yeah, it I keeps, I think that that keeps is, the world intact. I that think. is a. Well, what it does is for the viewer, it makes the viewer feel like it's possible that they're living in this world, right? Yeah, it makes it feel like the real world. I think that's an important part of this kind of fantasy. I'm sure there's a term for that, right? It makes uh, Mm. something to make the viewer feel like that they can control the force, right? Mm -hmm. Or whatever, uh, that, that, that if that Hagrid is going to come along and let them know that they can go to Hogwarts, right? But all of the muggles, none of the muggles know that Hogwarts exists and they must never know. It's that conceit that makes that fantasy world feel possible to the, that they're uh, living in that world. And that's one Mm. of the things that sells the magic of that story. It's one of the fun, you know, it's a, it's a contrivance. It's a um, mm-hmm. it, it it's a mechanism. It's a cheat almost, but it's one that I like, right? It's one that makes the world feel more real and accessible to me. And to suddenly have Harmony biting people on a reality television show on MTV it, just makes no, it all no impossible. Would, yeah, no, and no one would go for that. No one would. I don't yeah. know, like that wouldn't be that that just wouldn't fly, man. It just wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, it just is it, it it just you know, and then uh they have to fight a battle against stuffed animals. And I like the, yeah. the design of the stuffed oh, yeah, animals. Uh and some of the jokes were funny. Like actually the bits where the stuffed animals get in people's mouths and turn them into zombies, I thought was Yeah, that was fun. It's kind of sufficiently horror like. But it just mm. it just starts to go off the rails, man. It starts to get a little like mm. the world starts the rules of the world start to break down and yeah. it does not stop. And and like I said, it just gets too silly. It's too much. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's not even tongue in cheek. The it's like biting your tongue off. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, uh um, is it, I, I don't want to be too negative, and we have a lot more negative yeah. to go. Is there anything else specifically you want to call out on this one? Well, there was there was there was good stuff away from the heart harmony thing, like um oh faith and Giles, like yeah. The, yeah, 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 faith and Giles, and I love the bit where um Buffy and Andrew go to rescue Nisha from the spider demon. Yeah, um, so we get the setup for the Rogue Slayers in the first graphic novel, and then they disappear. And then they're just resolved right here, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I love how afterwards they're t- talking, and Andrew says how 
he'd finally gained gained uh, Buffy's trust, and he didn't want to lose lose it. I actually felt some things there, not as much as Renee Ren- Ren- and all that, but but I felt something. Um, I really enjoyed in, enjoyed the Giles and Fate Fate stuff. It felt very horror esque. It felt like you know Transylvanian. Yeah. Yeah, Frankenstein-y kind of horror. Um, they get another again, uh, kind of single story. Yeah. And once again, Faith is the character that feels most like herself to me, and I've enjoyed all of her appearance so so far. And yeah, my favorite panel is the very last one with Faith and Giles, where she tells other uh, townspeople to aim for, for the heart. I just thought it was a cool panel. All right, on to book six, Retreat. Uh, my movie tagline. Actually, I think we fell over ten sharks and a yak and a wild Oz appears. And now there's a submarine. For some reason, there's a submarine. The movie taglines are getting as confused as I am. <laughs> uh, it just goes off the rails. Jack, uh... Granted, yeah. Twilight's back, and there's like a war between the soldiers and the Slayers, and they go to Tibet, and there's Oz and magic and something something, and Buffy ends by flying. Yay! What do you think of the yeah. book six? <laughs> well, look, there's actually quite a bit I did like, but I didn't. I don't know. That's little little bits i did like like for for example faith and giles hiding in a bunker under berlin the history buff and me kind of like that yeah um i liked andrew and warren reuniting but i was confused at the same same time because warren says he wants to patch thing, things up and andrew says warren made him a killer and then warren says some, something like um i really thought if you killed john john jonathan we would li- live as gods wasn't that the, the first pretending to be? It was the first pretending to be. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Did, uh, did they just forget? I don't know. Yeah. Um, um, it just... Uh, and I I found myself saying the same thing that Andrew said when Buffy says everyone had to the submarine. I was like, they have a submarine? They have a submarine? why because submarines are awesome i mean in fairness you could make the same argument it's not really the problem to me it Mm. it feels like a problem because the story's falling apart yeah okay Okay. buffy pulls out a rocket launcher at the end of season two that's the claustrophobic sunnydale version of a submarine right if if the story were working but but it's one of those fist pumpy moments we were talking about mm-hmm. in season two because it's been set up. Xander had the army thing, so on and so forth. So we see the rocket launcher. We're amazed. We're like, oh, hell yeah. I can't believe the show's going there. That's awesome. But that's because the season two story flows. This story is just gonzo, bizarre. Like, it, it, it there's yeah. so many no like so many notes and so many different things going on and it just becomes it's so all over the place that you get to a submarine and it just feels random a rocket launcher doesn't feel random no i mean yeah there's a rocket launcher in, in in the show it just feels so over the top and it feels so divorced from the show like right yeah 
it's like fair enough they they have all this high-tech gear gear in scotland and a high-tech bay base and everything but like also a submarine it, it just <laughs> it it really crossed the line in into ridiculousness for me um i did love that we got to see 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 oz and i think a lot of people would say that the character cameo is a fan service and maybe they are but i still like them but honestly as much as i love that we see oz um overall i don't i didn't really like what they ended up doing with him yeah like uh, it goes like, nowhere yeah it goes nowhere that's the thing it, it's just it's not that it was bad it just didn't go anywhere yeah yeah it, it, yeah very, it's like cool so why does it why does this matter yeah exactly yeah. exactly they like, find an cool, interesting that's oz but... yeah they yeah. find an interesting reason to bring oz back for the needs of the story and then it just finds out that that reason was nonsense and yeah mm-hmm. yeah it just uh goes nowhere yeah uh my favorite panel the one-off story has a uh doll dawn i thought it was uh, a pretty cool illustration what about yours yeah. Um, the reveal of the goddesses, I, I, I thought that was, uh, oh yeah, cool. yeah, this, um, that, that's Brad. Um, low lights, I didn't write anything because pretty yeah. much my review of the book is low light. One last thing I did want to mention that I did like, I love the conversation with Xander and Dawn where, um, I think Xander says humans point to the danger, not their safe. And Dawn says, maybe we should point to the safe sometimes. I love that line so much. Yeah. That was nice. Here's the thing um, I want to yeah. I want to emphasize is like all, none of none of there wasn't a point in the comic anywhere where I felt like it was universally bad. Um, it, it, like there was always something. There uh, every every other page there was some droplet of something I liked or appreciated or something True. like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, it just was. I mean, maybe the last book gets into the, that universal bad space for me but uh up through book six you know i was still like uh, uh, more of that please and then instead they'd have giant huge battles between yeah. gods yeah the low light for me was really just that this was the part where i basically just checked out yeah yeah this is where you hit the wall and i kept having to check in and be like hey have you read the comic hey have you read the comic I get yeah, it. Yeah, seriously, I I was stuck for a couple of weeks after this. It just Yeah. Whew. Uh All right. So, book 7, Twilight. And that's where I went, get it? Twilight like the That's got to be Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh Angel and Buffy bang the Matrix loading program into existence while everyone <laughs> waits for them to be done. That's the whole comic. Nailed it. Uh, so in the, uh, the, the book six ends with Buffy realizing she can fly. The beginning of book seven opens with her and Andrew trying to figure out how her superpowers work. That's a lot of fun. Uh, Andrew, of course, runs her through speeding bullets and uh, all of the conventional, uh, you know, comic booky kinds of things. And, uh, Later in the book, you come to find out that she's gaining power because the potentials she created, the the women she gave uh, Slayer powers to, are dying, and their power is accumulating uh, in her. And I I thought that that was dark in a way that is interesting. Yeah. 
Um, I see. I didn't have the same ethical problem that. Well, I didn't have the ethical problem that the comic one wanted me to have because my thought was they're dead and Buffy was doing this automatically. It wasn't an act that she was was doing. So, yeah, but killing all of them so that their powers accumulated in her was Twilight's plan. Oh, okay. See, I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, okay. You're not alone. My favorite pan- panel was super nerd Andrew. Andrew comes out uh, wearing the garb that makes him look like the kind of tropey character that he actually is. Just a conflagration of uh, or a um, a, a gathering. He's wearing uh, cap shield and uh, like a Wolverine shirt and all of that. Uh, but it was cute. I liked it. Um, my fav- favorite panel, I guess, when I when 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 Buffy and Angel shoot shooting to to space, I thought it looked <laughs> cool. Again, I just liked it, but but everything else about that whole bit, I okay. Hang on, let's <laughs> let's talk about. I mean, I I I summarized it. They bang the uh, another universe into existence. Yeah. What else do you want from yeah. me, Jack? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Look, okay. Let me just go over this quickly. Um, I don't buy Buffy being in love with Xander. Not in a million years. She wouldn't fall for Xander. She just wouldn't. Um, I have the same reaction that Xander did, really. Don't buy it. Wouldn't happen. No. Um, and look, now Buffy is flying around and fighting God and goddesses like she's freaking Superman. Like, this, is, this isn't this is Jump of the Shark. This is flying over the shark. Like, what the hell? Yeah, the MCU has, like, the Avengers and uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes and Iron Man stories and all of that. But the MCU also has their cosmic stories. The Silver Surfer, mm-hmm. Thor, Galactus, all of that. Yeah. I think that this was the attempt to elevate, you know, and uh, uh, likewise, DC has Batman and then Superman uh, uh, and the, the cosmic uh stories yeah. i think this was uh whedon trying to elevate into the cosmic space with buffy and it's good gravy like, it didn't work no like uh, i've got here like referring to the sex scene i'm like what in the hell is happening <laughs> in capital letters <laughs> like yeah. I, that sex scene is awful and like <sighs> buffy and angel boning is like seemed like it was ending the world but it was really birthing another one and like what the hell i also there's a a weird part of me that feels like i have these characters mean something to me you know they they yeah i'm treasured stories you know you feel like you uh, there's a part of you that emotionally relates to these fictional characters as though they're real and i'm not saying that's healthy yeah but i'm saying like you know it's true though <laughs> uh it's very true yeah when chidi and uh um what's her name in uh, the good place say goodbye Al- eleanor eleanor like they're like people i know you know i i, I experience emotions yeah. the way that people i know so big spreads of these two naked and banging with and some of those panels are graphic like yeah between her, her legs and stuff feels and a little like it feels like it i don't want to know like i didn't i don't want to go here with that. these yeah 
Yeah, let them have their yeah. private life. I'm fine with that. It's not that yeah. I'm anti that. It's just like I don't want. I'm, I'm not anti that at all. But yeah, for some reason, it just felt weird here. It felt so yeah. weird. I have um, best friends I've known my entire life. I don't want to be in their bedrooms. Like I don't want a camera in the yeah. in the bedrooms. Yeah, and I don't know that it was necessary to tell the story. The other thing too that I want to acknowledge is like Whedon is Whedon, so everything is incredibly mm-hmm. theme driven. Even Ultron yeah. is shooting for a theme there's a theme that that was supposed to be going on there i'm sure that and Mm -hmm. i'm supposed to be the theme guy like i'm supposed to be the guy who's just like oh but this is about the the essence of the universe problem is you gotta have a story you gotta keep me emotionally invested like you can't have the theme lead the horse right you know and that's boy did that is that what felt like is going on here because when you do that I just don't care. I don't care to figure out yeah. what the symbols mean and the metaphors and yeah, all that because you haven't invested me and, emotionally in the story. And I don't know how long that sex scene went for, but it felt like it went forever. It just couldn't <laughs> stop. But hang on. Let me sort of rewind a little bit. The reveal that Twilight is a angel, I was like, I don't know how to describe what I was feeling. It was... A weird, a weird, like, mixture of disappointment, shock, and, like, what the actual bleep. Like, yeah. What? No. Angel, Angel wouldn't do that. I don't care. Yeah. I'm, I, it, I don't, Joss Whedon could look me in the eyes and say, yes, he would. And I would say, no, he wouldn't. Yeah. Just wouldn't do it. Yeah. He wouldn't do it. Also, yeah, and I mean that's something that the sh- the the handful of times the show has made that mistake, they stand out. Like Cordelia in, at the end of season four, being a, I, it feels like, yeah. but it feels right. I know, and and agreeing yeah. to turn into an angel and leave Earth and leave all her friends yeah, no, behind. Cordy wouldn't, wouldn't do, that. do that. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, and then the line he says. It's not just that we get to be together, but Buffy, we finally get to be happy. And and, and Jealous is back. Like, right. come yeah. on, come on. Yeah. What are you trying to do? And not even my man Spike showing up can save these pictures. He shows up in a spaceship piloted by bugs. <laughs> like, also, yeah. Also, we kind of throw the cookie dough idea out the window here where it's like, she turned him down, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah I'm cookie but dough. She's in love oh, I'm not with done him baking now. yet. She, she's, she's in love with him. She she literally tells Angel that he, he's like love her, her, her life or something like that. Yeah. What? Yeah. I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And then, as if things weren't really off the rails, as everyone's dying to Cthulhu monsters and they're in the Matrix loading room that can be anything. And, it's, and they could have done the thing about like, if if nothing we do matters all that matters is what we do like if we can scope the universe to be whatever we want then there's no meaning to it like they don't go there and i'm sure maybe that was related or whatever and none of that was set up by what they went through up to that point there were so many opportunities there right and speaking for myself here it was so convoluted that I actually struggled to understand what, what was, was happening. Going on. Yeah, yeah, I did too. Yeah. <clears throat> well, and then then know. Spike shows up in a spaceship piloted by bugs, which no doubt there there was a. So you had to read the Frey comic to understand that section. This oh, angel is the okay. end. Is the angel that is at the end of after the fall. 
then turns oh, into okay. uh, uh, the Twilight that, that comes is, to this story. And Spike has his bit, own set of stories. Yeah. What'd, you, what'd you say? The bit with the dog at the start of their next... Uh, I think uh, so. Angel's talking to a dog at the Hollywood sign. Or and Spike has his own set of stories that have him end up in the uh, spaceship piloted by Bugs. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. But given where we started to now, I just like <laughs> I, I don't I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, I I completely checked out and I just wanted to finish it at this point. I just wanted to finish yeah, it. Yeah. And uh um, and even still they were having <clears throat> little bits and bobs here and there that I was like, Oh, I like that. You know, when Spike and Buffy yeah. are talking and reconnecting, I was like, uh that yeah, was cute. there's there's yeah. some of the bit that I treasure that I love. Yeah, yeah. Um, one, one thing I did <laughs> I love mention. your notes. Twilight is Angel. What? What the hell is happening? <laughs> yeah, this was this was my stream of consciousness at the time, and then and then I've got uh Lin, Lin, Lindsay Ellis. Th- th- thanks, I hate hate it. Gift that, yeah. that was me at the end. I'm like, no, yeah, I yeah. Hated so it. Um, for low lights, I just had the whole thing. Me, it was really just uh, the reveal that uh, Twilight is an angel. It's just so stupid. And the convoluted attempt at explaining it just made it worse for me. It, yeah. Just, I I would have preferred if they, they just didn't explain it. Because I don't know. Yeah. Uh, um, one one thing I did want to call, call out, though. Um, so there is this bit where... Um, uh, in part part two, there are these bubbles in the panels that didn't explain whom the characters are with a short description. And Faith's one uh, says that she's slutty for it for attention. I really didn't like that. Um, Faith is very sexual, but it's not for attention. I don't know. It, that just bugged me and rubbed rub me the wrong way. Well, yeah, I think that that it's shown that that um, a lot of Faith's outward sexuality is driven by trauma. Uh, mm. uh, is okay. is the the story that they show in season three? Mm-hmm. If she's self applying, I don't know one way or the other, but yeah, I get it. Okay. Um, yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. Book eight, last gleaming. Let's 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 let's, let's bring this into the <laughs> the landing. We, let's do it. Uh, summary tagline, movie uh poster tagline. Didn't read the Spike comics or Frey or Angel after the fall. You're going to have a bad time. Uh, in gen, uh, I said highlights. In general, anytime the book allows a moment for the characters to interact and ignore this batshit plot, we feel <laughs> reverberations of things that we care about and are invested in again. The rest of the time... I agree with that. Uh, there's a flying egg and bugs flying it, and what the hell is happening? Also, I said some of the Cthulian yeah. monsters were interesting, and they're evoking yeah. a, uh, a particular heavy metal art style that I uh, used to enjoy. <laughs> Favorite panel, the last one, whatever it was, I didn't even bother looking it up. I just saw that. I just saw that. Um, again, I went into this just like, what the hell is happening? Like, Giles, Giles recognized Angel's voice, but but then, um, oh no, sorry, um. Spike knew twi- twi- Twilight was Angel. Um, Giles recognized his voice in in in, in the last um, uh, uh, issue, 
but but then Faith didn't recognize it. I don't know. Very very confusing. But I'm very confused to how Spike knew it was Angel. Like was that in the pre in in the fray or? Uh, I don't know. No, no. Okay. Frey has nothing um, to do with any of this nonsense. Okay. And then we get an appearance from the master. And this was the point where I was like, wow, they really are just cramming as many character cameos in yeah. as humanly possible. There was no like, reason uh, for the master to be here. I think they were trying to do like yeah. some sort of cyclical symmetry. But it didn't but then, work. But then we get that bit where... um. It implies that the master looks the way he does because of the seed. But if I'm not mistaken, the show explains at least twice that the older vampire gets the more their demon side side shows. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure it's, it's, it's explained with both the master and um, Kekistos. So, kissing yeah. toast. Kissing toast. And yeah, so like, come on, dude. Like, you, you, you realize the only people that are going to read this are fans of the show. Like, yeah. come on. Um, I guess I did like that they went back to Sunnydale. That that was cool. But holy shit, they killed Giles. What the hell? And I felt nothing. I, I wanted to care. I really I wanted, wanted to, care. to care. That that was kind of the uh Giles neck breaking was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back for me in this one. So to have Angel yeah kill giles which is strangely evocative of cordelia in season four being the bad guy which i thought didn't mm. work either for similar reasons because mm-hmm. it's character breaking and cordy wouldn't do that and angel wouldn't do that and yeah. and then to have it mean nothing because we immediately devolve into her shattering an egg and cut to later on and we don't get a chance to grieve yeah. you don't feel any weight no. From one no. of the most significant no. characters in the series dying. Yeah. Uh Yeah. I I did love though that uh Giles left Buffy Buffy the vampire book in his will. I I loved cute. the the follow up after that. But none mm. of yeah. that Giles and Buffy don't really have a relationship in the uh mm. season. They don't talk. He like yeah. Faith should have been the one who reacted yeah. to his death because Faith and he had yeah, the established uh, uh, yeah. relationship in the story. But I, and we know that the comic can evoke emotion because Renee's death, a character we just met, that mm. we've just developed, we don't have seven seasons of grounded, bonded connection to. I mm. felt something when she died. It was a beautiful painful mm-hmm. poignant moment and giles's yeah. death meant yeah nothing 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 i did like yeah the thing i loved about the book though was it served as a a pun the uh, pun but a bookend to uh buffing giles because that book he he shows her in their first scene together in the show the very first scene yeah of i loved the use together. of the, the vampire book yeah yeah. And then so to end it with that was I really enjoyed that. But yeah, I love symmetry. Everything you 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 just said, I yeah. I second everything you just said. But but symmetry yeah. symmetry is a wonderful structural um I I try and have symmetry in every episode guide. You know, the intro something in the intro will be in the conclusion. 
or something in the first five minutes of the video will be in the conclusion. I'm going to reference back mm -hmm. because I love that sense of completion and closure and all of that, that, that mm -hmm. we sort of naturally feel when, when, when symmetry, but symmetry is not substance. Symmetry does no. not, a symmetry no, is that's a structural thing. Yeah. design. Yeah. It's not exactly. the substance yeah. Yeah. of it. It's a yeah. framework. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and having the master there does... was, was just symmetry with no mm -hmm. substance having, you know, yeah. uh, uh, the vampire book yeah that that moment lands because of the seven seasons not because of anything exactly. to do with exactly you know it didn't it didn't it didn't make me feel like um giles's death was any more weighty than it yeah. was it was yeah. just that's, something I, I i was i i literally thought thought to myself oh that's cute i like there's, that but. There, it is i i did not see the last star wars movie but it's been a criticism leveraged against the latest Star Wars trilogy is um, mm. in Star Wars: A New Hope. Chewbacca doesn't get a uh, medal at the end of the mm. thing when they walk down the thing and ever da, da 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 you know and and they're all standing on the thing and then cut to credits. Yeah, everyone gets a medal except for Chewbacca. And so at the end of the new uh, trilogy, is for no reason Jedi? out of nowhere, uh, not the Last Jedi. The that's um whatever the the last one was which oh was rise of skywalker rise, rise, of, rise skywalker. of skywalker out of nowhere at the yeah. end of the movie someone hands chewie a, the uh a medal and he he holds see, it so I, chewie I, now I, has a medal I, I saw it and i don't even remember <laughs> i didn't see rise of skywalker but that's i'm i'm so sick of star wars discourse but that is uh, yeah me too that is symmetry without substance that is that's fan service, meaningless fan service. Like I like meaningful yeah, fan yeah. service, but meaningless exactly. fan service. Fan, uh, fan service. Yeah, go ahead. Fan, fan service gets a bad rap, and I don't think it, it always does. Yeah, I, don't I like fan service. Bad thing. Hundred yeah. percent. Um, you know, arguably yeah, bringing Q back every time was fan service because Q's a fan favorite. Yeah. Once the fans exactly. like something, bringing that character back is fan yeah. service exactly you know. exactly yeah yeah um i also i did like that faith was the one who was forgiving towards a angel and she wants to help help him it's a nice call, call back to five by five and sang yeah. sanctuary i thought but and again it's just again you're just it calling had back things so we, far, yeah exactly <clears throat> and it had fallen so far off a cliff this time i still didn't care all that much i was this was me basically picking at things that I liked just so I didn't sit here and shit on it, which I've inadvertently <laughs> done anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, I hate being super negative, but I mean, uh, hmm. I, but you know, I'm just being honest. Spade, right? Yeah. 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 We, 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 yeah. we can't sit here and bullshit and say that we liked it when we uh, didn't. But yeah, I, I also just kind of like that it ends with let's go to work. It's cheesy, but some, some again, like referential. This. And that's, yeah, again, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's my favorite panel, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, um, I... Yeah. Yeah. Here's another thing that <laughs> yeah. we didn't acknowledge is that the first... The, the time between... I, I didn't look it up exactly, but the time between the first okay. episode of season eight, first comic of season eight, and the last one, yeah. years have passed. These are written... What? These are... Yeah, it's like six or seven years between the beginning of season eight and the end of season eight in terms of the actual time it took them to write and draw and do the entire thing 
Um, Jeez. Yeah, and wow. I think that you feel it. I think that mm. it starts tight and interesting and well done. Yeah, and then it gets disjointed. And just blurs over the course uh, of years. And one mm. of the things that uh, Whedon said in that note that I opened this discussion by reading is that um, the future seasons are going to be shorter, more concise, more specific, more targeted. Um, and I do hear that all of the seasons improve from uh, this one yeah. going forward. And honestly, mm-hmm. I said I enjoyed the first three books. The fourth one was okay. And then it goes off the rail. You know, so I enjoyed half the season and I didn't. So I, I'd Same. still say, yeah, I had a good time. Uh, yeah. I was, yeah. I, the, the last book was a grind, but if we're the law of averages or we're just do the math there, I enjoyed more than I didn't. And so would I read uh, another yeah. one of these? Sure. I'll probably read future seasons. Yeah. I, for me, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I don't feel like I'm chomping at the, the bit to read more, but may, maybe I will. If we wanted to do season nine, I'd, I'd, I'd be down for that. I'm not saying that I don't want to, but I'm not necessarily I want to either. <laughs> well, it, um, if we still have any listeners left, uh, anyone who's listening or watching this, uh, do you want us to talk about it, season nine? Let us know let down us in the know, comments down below. We will do it. But overall, I had more fun with this than I thought. I thought and I, I would. I, yeah. I really thought I wasn't gonna gonna like it, and I I but I. I don't know. I was about to say, I wanted to say that I enjoyed more than I didn't, but I feel like it's a 50-50 split. Like, it's straight down. The well, middle. the interesting I'm thing is down. that because they leave Twilight on the shelf until the last third, it's actually more of a Buffy anthology. You know, uh, okay. there it's an anthology of stories. There's a story about Buffy, or Faith and Giles. It's There's a story about uh Buffy having to save Willow from um Amy and uh what's his name Warren. Um, Warren uh you know because there's not you know the circumstances of all of the characters is consistent mm-hmm. but they're really f- until the last third telling individual stories right it's it, it is episodic it's a little more episodic than it is in arc uh, season eight. Certainly it's not as arky as Buffy season six or even season seven. It, it has right. many, it, it's many more self-contained stories with a dribble of, uh, and here's a panel with Twilight in it, you know? Yeah. And so ep- a lot of that, it's more like a season of Star Trek in that sense. Star Trek The Next Generation is a very episodic show uh, where, you know, do I enjoy Star Trek season six? I I don't know, but there are a lot of good individual episodic stories yeah, in there. Um, measuring season yeah. six is less relevant than it is in Star Trek be- than it is in um, an arc show. And yeah. I feel like this is more like yeah. that. So on the whole, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed more of it than I didn't. And because it's so episodic, that's fine. I think for me, it's just, I didn't feel all that 
invested in the main main plot i enjoyed the yeah. subplots more than the main yeah. um the main it's more like so it's more of a buffy season four for me in that case because uh mm. wow the arc blah mm. but uh season yeah. four contains something blue hush you know um there's lots yeah, of good stuff there's a lot of good four. parts in it yeah 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 um ultimately just, i don't like how how it wrapped up uh with buffy destroying magic and ending the slayer lineage for me that alters the universe too much and it's no longer the universe the show was set in like the world is completely different now and that was also that it, it wasn't just destroying their seed it's the harmony stuff with the vampires and all that i get yeah. that but i just felt taking away magic just takes so much from the setting and the universe and, and the world and I know that going by, you know, the letter from Joss Whedon, that they did that to bring it back to a more intimate feel, like a, a yeah. more intimate setting. But it, it you didn't too, need to do that for me. Yeah, yeah, it did, uh, yeah, exactly. It could have been done another way. You didn't have to. That's do it. That. That's it a contrived like... choice. You could have written anything. Uh, yeah, the, it's yeah. like the uh, a lot of people complain about the end of the Mass Effect trilogy. Um, Mm-hmm. Mass Effect is supposedly all about characters and choice, and it ends with you having to make a decision about whether or not you're going to destroy all biological life in the universe or whether or not you're going to destroy mm-hmm. all technological life in the universe. Right. So robots, androids, uh, all of that. And that's mm-hmm. a dumb, contrived choice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and then if you play uh, hun- enough of Mass Effect 3 and get a high enough completion percentage, you unlock a third choice, which is to combine all technological and biological life in the universe, which is also dumb. I don't want to be half biological, half yeah. android. Uh, yeah. That that sounds terrible yeah. to me, you know. Um, yeah. And that was not the story just because the last third of the story ended up there doesn't mean that the last third of the story couldn't have been written differently right right it to me ultimately it felt like the writers using a katana to cut up an onion like yeah why yeah yeah Mm. so that's buffy season eight everyone i'm glad we did it i'm really i'm really glad that we did it we uh we definitely did it it was something and now and Here's the thing. Either way, I'm happy going forward that whenever yeah. someone asks me uh, about the comics, I can Same. say, well, I read Buffy season eight. Yeah. Um, and look, if you love season eight, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm so yeah. sorry. Here, here's the thing. <laughs> the chain is in it. I love the chain. Uh, you can listen to the reading down in the um, uh, podcast description. There's lots of good stuff. There's lots of good stuff. If you have more of a, a taste for comics, um, than we do maybe uh i think you know that might have been part of my struggle is yeah i don't have a lot of experience with our comics this was literally the most i've ever read of a comic so yeah and we we i i think we were both saying that even though we are not comic book steeped people Mm -hmm. we still enjoyed it i'm in general until the last uh uh two books specifically so um well that's enough of that but mm-hmm. uh i am missing my prop that i was oh, going no. to where, where did it go <laughs> oh here we go all right so uh 
this podcast used to be just me talking about productivity and uh, all of that stuff, and it's way better now. Uh, but one of the things that I introduced uh, when it was just little old me was a <laughs> weekly <laughs> uh, uh, weekly reading f- uh, chapter from um, a fanfic. And I kind of enjoyed that, and we ran out of fanfic, but I, um, Jack and I talked about it and decided that that didn't really fit within the format of the podcast the way it is now. Um, and, you know, sort of just going online and getting other people's fanfics and reading them, I never actually found the person who wrote the other fanfic. Exactly, yeah. and it's entirely possible that someone could come out of the woodwork and say, hey, I'm not comfortable with you reproducing my my yeah. work and, there's a lot of that would be within their right to do a hundred percent a hundred percent but yeah. i still enjoyed that sort of foray into uh those kinds of stories and that other kind of thing um so the other day jack and i were uh googling around amazon googling googling around amazon we were searching <laughs> amazon for something i don't remember what it was yeah. and i realized that there is a wealth of Buffy books, mostly young adult mostly novels. Mostly young adult, yeah. <laughs> uh, available from all over the lore and the arc, uh, uh, available on Amazon. Some of them are in between like seasons of, of the show and stuff like that. Yes. And so uh, we did five minutes worth of research and uh, – <laughs> decided to uh that for a little while we want to try a book club uh here on the podcast so next podcast we're going to be talking about well here i have oh oh, 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 the blur effect is is blurring so (laughs) we have no idea where to start so uh i i spent and and this and this will be in the second segment of the next podcast. Second segment of the next. This is not the feature of the the next podcast. Second yeah. segment of the next podcast. Uh, we want to have a little baby discussion about one of the Buffy books. So we picked out mm-hmm. Coyote Moon. Uh, uh, I don't know. Um, Coyote Moon by John Vorn Holt. Now we're going to include, if you want to read along with us um, and to... Uh, Join in the discussion by way of the comments section uh, in the next uh, episode. We're going to include links in the description to... I bought the physical... This is a reprint of some of... The book came out during the show when it was airing. And this is a reprint from five or ten years ago that is an anthology print of three of those books. Um, So I don't know how to... Buffy... It's just Buffy the Vampire Slayer 1. This one contains Coyote Moon, Night of the Living Rerun, and Portal Through Time. Jack, you're going to be reading from the Kindle version. I am, yeah. To start with, we're going to provide links to both uh, down in the description. Down in the description. But we just thought it would be fun. A way of changing things up. Um, yeah. And we're expecting it to to be silly fun too. Yeah, you know, not yeah. too serious. Two middle aged yeah. uh, guys reading young adult fiction young about adult. Buffy the Vampire right? Slayer. What could go wrong? We know what we're about, <laughs> fam. Uh, uh, here yeah, on this we're podcast, not, we're not above anything. Here, yeah. we are not above anything. What's What's so funny is that uh, Jack and I were uh, 
making our notes for this discussion and I opened the book and started laughing because I forgot how big the print is and how uh double spaced the pages are yeah. in young adult books. Yeah. Uh it's yeah. pretty fun. So the first book um I, I made the comment that it was like a goosebumps book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, it's very similar. So, um Coyote Moon, we're going to try and uh not go two or three months between now and the next podcast, but uh, but it is ne- us. So. Neither of us is getting married that we know of between now and then. So, uh, it not. should be it should be a little easier to not do that. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do is we're going to split the book over the next two podcasts. So for the next podcast, if you want to read along with us, it's the next five chapters of Coyote Moon by John Vornholt. And I'm again, excited. It'll be down in the description. Yeah. Yes, me too. Uh, I'm I'm expecting this just 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 to be silly and fun. And yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. I I'm yeah. I'm interested to see. You know, we've read the uh, one of the comics. Now we'll read one of the books. I think these books are official. I mean, they at least have the rights to the show. Yeah, um, because yeah, these yeah, are. Yeah, so. yeah, these are um, endorsed. I don't know if they're they're not endorsed by Josh, but. Fox. Um, you know, they're official uh, books. So yeah. I used to read Star Trek books when they were airing. So what the heck? I'm... And, and there is a ton of um, um, Star Trek books. A ton of Star Trek books, including ones written and, by... And Star Wars as well. Yeah. And I do believe, uh, I may be wrong about this, but I believe James Marsters either wrote a Spike book or I've a... got it. I've got it. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a very short graphic novel that he uh, wrote. I've got it. It's... It's not bad. It's just very, very short. But I bought it because uh, I I wanted him to sign it when I met him at a, oh, sweet. Like a convention a couple of years, yeah. years back. So I've got... Yeah, it's called Into the Light, if anyone's interested. I believe... Yeah, Sh- also like, published by Dark Horse, I think. I think Shatner wrote one of the Star Trek books. I think, you know... You know, so there's... It's a thing. It's a thing. And I'm interested to dive yeah. into it. <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, all right, so before we roll the topic of the next episode, uh, this mm-hmm. week, uh, this Saturday, uh, November 12th, Jack, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Yep. We're doing, uh, we're, we're delving into Fire, Firefly, Ian. Uh, we've put the uh, Buffy slash Angel patron hang- hangouts on pause for a little bit, and we're going to dive into Firefly. So we'll be getting together uh, on a live stream to watch uh episode one of firefly whenever it's called serenity <laughs> serenity okay yeah yeah um and then after that we'll we'll be jumping into another live stream with pay, pay, patrons uh to discuss uh the episode it's all uh free to watch on youtube if that's your thing come on over and, and if you'd it. care to join into the discussion uh with us there's a link to patreon it's the five dollar and up tier on patreon all right let's roll the new topic um and while i'm getting this ready you want to tell people how this works uh so yeah um we have a selection of uh mostly mostly tv shows at this point but i think there's a couple of films in there and what 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 not um and some submitted by our fans and we randomly roll um for what we delve in, into next on the next main segment of the next episode of the show. Yeah, so. perfect. 
Um, I didn't explain that very well, but there it is. <laughs> yeah. So the list now is up to over uh, 20 things. I love it. I love the idea. Uh, this is what we, this is why the podcast stopped before is you and I had to generate whatever the topic was from scratch we'd always do it every week on the spot too yeah, we on do it the day of, the of day of yeah um so yeah. this uh backlog um and and we do kind of limit it to stuff that we have a cursory interest yeah. in because if i'm not interested yes. in something i don't want to spend 90 minutes two hours just being negative exactly. that's i, I love lovely exactly. love loving things so it is curated. However, we 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 will take some submissions from uh, viewers. Yeah. And... So if you have something you think but, we'd, we'd be enjoy, uh, toss it in the comments. But the only caveat there is you have to be open to honest opinions. Uh, honest. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, just like this Buffy season eight conversation. <laughs> I feel like that's about as honest as we get. All right. Next week <laughs> we are going to be talking about. Uh, Fleabag. <laughs> yes! Oh All my right. god, yes! I'm so happy! That's that's what I was hoping for. I freaking love Fleabag. Sweet, oh, yeah, I love yes. Fleabag, Fleabag as well. Um, and it'll be nice to read. Oh, that's, that's... So, um, yeah. Fleabag is a show on Amazon Prime. Uh, I'm not prepared mm -hmm. to provide any other information about it. It's like six half-hour episodes, and it's two seasons long, and it is marvelous. It's uh, so if you want to yes. uh, watch it in advance, big recommendation, and we'll be talking about it next yeah. week. I, I don't know how to de describe it, but it's amazing. It's very meta. It's, it's a story about a woman who runs a coffee shop. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> and there's a lot of sex. But but it, but it is truly amazing and heartfelt and wonderful, and I'm so yeah. glad we get to talk, talk about it. I think we did talk about it in a previous episode we um, have we have but uh the nerds, but it wasn't a deep dive yeah i think we episodes. mentioned it in what we've been watching and yeah. uh um we wanted to sort of have a full-blown discussion uh seasons one and yeah. two um yep. as we go along uh so i think that's it cool jack yep. i don't have my copy of the script open if you want to take us home uh well uh if you uh if you would like to keep in touch with either 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 of us sorry you can find me on Twitter at back of surprise one that's all one word with a number one at the end and Ian I'm uh not uh, I'm YouTube.com slash passion of the nerd is really yep, the best if you would make a comment there I'm that's kind yep. of the place I'm most likely to see stuff anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but with that being said, I guess we shall see you next time. All right. Coyote Moon and Fleabag next week. Or, yep. you know, some next week. Episode. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All Thanks, right, friends. friends. Thanks so much. Bye.